1: Welcome back, Toby McKinnon and Dan Malecki, with you and the world's best panel operator with the wrong intro stinger. So uh, interesting stuff there from Ollie's, just just throwing him under the bus too. Race five at Ballarat is the Isuzu Ute Pace, and Dan, this is when we start weighing up class versus barrier draws. Where did you settle in race five?
0: Mm, absolutely. <laughs>
1: yep.
0: Um, it, it's a. It's look Tango Tara looks really well placed. Um, but we've mentioned Ballarat before. Um, yeah. This is over the short trip too, coming around them wide. You now I think Tango Tara might be able to push on and, and work around them and get to a, a forward half of the field position um, inside the first half a lap. You're gonna have to work to get there. Um, I, I think rightly so. You'd say he's the class, particularly with. Uh, um, fitness on his side whereas Bulletproof Boy is first up um, Ever Hoping interesting Greg Sugars is, is driving it instead of like Captain I thought like Captain was really good last week um, and has the gate speed Ever Hoping's very good and gets that draw Kafaji's consistent enough Ultimate Vinny's got a bit of gate speed I'd think probably be prepared to take the sit and Huling Yen's going to be looking for a little bit of luck um, I can see Tango Tara quite possibly getting around to sit parked comfortably enough. Kafaji could be the only um, thorn in his side if he ends up in that position. But if he's there quickly enough, Tango Tara, um, Kafaji might end up taking the trail if indeed Kafaji doesn't lead because he gets it okay himself. There's a few possible scenarios. I just think it's a good race for Tango Tara at the top of his game. Won't be easy uh, because it's 1,700, but I, I think it's a good race for him. And number 11 from two ever hoping, three Kafaji and eight Huli Nien. I, I, I could bat up for Yorkshire as well to maybe get into the top four. Look, I don't know. I keep finding reasons why um, he, he might have had a little bit of an excuse in some of his recent runs. So I, I wouldn't exclude him at least from your exotic plays here, but uh, I think Tango Tara's is the one to beat. Um, ever hoping's first up, and it's never easy first up, but uh, is a pretty smart horse, and I'd be keeping an eye on any market moves about him. 11 2 two, three, and eight.
1: Old, ultimate Vinny. Uh, last October, he led and won at Ballarat in one fifty five seven. Uh, December he, at Geelong, he led and won in one fifty three eight. In May at Melton, he sat leaders back and won in one fifty three six. Uh, he He's ten to one. He can lead this race. I think initially early, it's up to Nathan Jack what he does, whether he hands up to someone or doesn't. I don't think Kafaji is dynamic off the gate. He likes to bully his way to the front. I think Nathan Jack uh, holds the front with Ultimate Vinny for a long, long way in this race. Uh, whether it is on the finish line, I'm not sure, but uh, I think he'll be there for quite some time. So uh, Ultimate Vinny, and again... It's really a battle between the two, isn't it? You're weighing up barrier draws and position in running versus the class. Tengo Tara, I agree. Is obviously, the highest class horse in the race, uh, equal probably with Bulletproof Boy on records, but he's first up from a spell. So, uh, very interesting race. Kowalski has driven like uh, Captain a lot of times, so I wonder if that's factored into it as well for their decision-making process. Uh, race... There is one
0: interesting yeah, runner go. there. Kowalski analysis. We we sort of haven't touched. I saw him trial the other day. He just looked like a horse that was going to improve with a run, but he has got blistering gate speed, hasn't he? So he's the one that could make it interesting early. Uh, I just wanted to mention his name. So someone says, hey, you forgot about Kowalski analysis. So I did consider him having put him in and might bite me on the gluteus maximus later. He,
1: he, he's a high-maintenance horse, uh, Kowalski yeah. analysis, and he didn't do well out of that Mildura Cup final. He was he was poor. Uh, and no doubt uh, the the trek up and back twice in a week probably took it out of him. He's had that gap, and I'll tell you what, David Lewis has done an amazing job with that horse, absolutely amazing when you factor everything in.
0: Yeah, uh, oh, he certainly has. So he, he trialed I was at store last week and he won his trial pretty easily. But um, I, I just wonder, he, he might have needed, uh, and he's probably had a, a decent enough fit out since then, but I just got the opinion that um, uh, he, he will take benefit from racing. But the, the asset he's got is that really good gate speed and he might be the one that just crosses with ease. I mean, it, it wouldn't shock anyone if he just flew the gate. And then if he did, I'd expect that he'd take a trial.
1: You'll appreciate this, Dan. One of the greatest performances I've ever seen on a racetrack happened at stall trials. Go on. Ken Ken Salmon was commentating the trials, right? And a horse has won the trial. I can't remember the exact distance. I think he said as it crossed the line by 76 metres, right? Now, I was uh, the photo finish operator and doing it properly, you know, so I had the official margin And you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it, Dan. It was 76 Hmm. meters.
0: I wouldn't have expected anything less from Ken to be truthful. <laughs> he, he, he'd been calling the trolls there far often than I've been calling the races. So yeah. um, I would expect that he should know that uh, real estate, that territory better yeah. than anyone.
1: Yeah, true. It was I was staggered. I knew he fell off my chair to get it exactly right, 76. and, uh, Lockie was disappointed in his effort last night. He said 30 and it was 40 metres when Prince of Rock won in impressive fashion. I don't know if you saw that, but go back and watch that astounding performance last night. Prince of Rock tipped by Darren Carroll here on SEN Track as well. Race six, the Isuzu D-Max X-Terrain Pace. Another intriguing affair. And uh, I'm going to, in the end here, Dan, there's so much gate speed and I think so many horses are going to want the front. This could be the race where they go really hard early and may set it up for something at the back. Uh, you could nearly line these up on a dartboard, throw a dart at it, and whichever one you hit could be the horse. You could have something on in this race. You can make a case for anything you want, and I'll agree with you.
0: Okay. Um, Look, Sweet Passion was the one that I saw and thought, well, A, you're a good chance of leading, but I take on board that there's a lot of gate speed in the race. The horse is going well, Mm. um, and I thought, actually, at pretty good odds, $5.50. Matty Craven's got two in the race. We better believe it's the other one, uh, with Greg Sugars to drive. So there's not much between them in the market. Major man bar's going really well, but one thing that um, I... (laughs) He beat Sweet Passion last start, and that's a pretty good form line. But $2.30 about Major Man Bar, I thought was at the bottom end yep. uh, because there are a few other chances. I always seem to bat up for Finn Frost, but um, he, he sort of hasn't fulfilled the the, the deal that we had uh, together. Um, but I wouldn't leave him out of a race like this if it's run the way you say. It could be in Sanday's the other one, and obviously, arg, they'll be the benefit, uh, beneficiaries if... There is that extremely fast tempo on. But look, I think Sweet Passion's going really well. Uh, to beat Major Man Bar, Arg and Sande five, six, nine and eight. But if you were are taking um your your quaddies, it's probably the leg where you could um you might have to take an A quaddy and then a B Quaddy. I, I usually always have we better believe it in my numbers. And for the first time in recent history he's not in my top four.
1: Yeah, well, he'll win then, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I was intrigued. So I did a little – I'm not used to this sort of stuff, but I worked out that numbers four, seven, nine, and 10, I think will be the back four runners. I think they'll all go back, and – I thought, I wonder what odds you would get if you bundle bet those four runners, the four, seven, nine, and 10, just on the basis that they may go really hard early. I think Major Major will try and lead. I think We Better Believe It will try and lead. I think then Sweet Passion will be coming across. It may even try and lead and hand up to We Better Believe It. Major Manbar will go forward. So that sort of left me four, seven, nine, and ten. I was just concerned about Sanday getting buried on the pegs. So those four horses to win came out at two dollars seventy-eight, which I thought was interesting. I got home terrifically well at Kilmore when he ran third, and and Finn Frost he won at Melton back in March from five back the outside, and imagine he'll be in a similar position and. For all the banging on I've done about leaders winning at Ballarat, I, it, it can reverse the. It can happen in reverse in a sense that everyone starts believing it. They all try and lead, and then, and then, uh, then of course, uh, they come from the back. That didn't happen. Cup night in January, all nine leaders led. Uh, all nine leaders won on Cup night back in January at Ballarat. So uh, it could... I don't think that'll happen again. That's pretty unusual. Uh, But it just very well may. Race 7 is the feature of the night. The John Slack Memorial Trotters Cup spoke to Ross Graham yesterday, who's shooting for his third win in this race with the nephew of Sunoco. And uh, I suppose uh, the takeaway from Ross was that he felt like the horse would probably need the run. He, he's best when he races uh, more regularly than he has been able to lately. It's been tricky finding a race for him. Uh, so that's the one little piece of information I can add for you, Dan, before you tip away in race seven.
0: Yeah, look, a challenging race. Some of the trotting races lately have been, mm. Um I'm not confident in the direction that I'm going here, but I just thought sleepy would improve. Mobile, I mean, you don't necessarily get a great buildup of extra fitness because you're in a stand-start race first up, as opposed to, say, a mobile, where you're running along from the gate a, a furlong or two out before you hit release point. But from the draw, she might just get that cushy enough run Mm. to be a chance if she gets a bit of daylight late. She's a very, very good mare. Lettuce trots up in class, um, making the sort of progress that he will be mixing it with these horses often. I mean, he's the early favourite, so you would think he would. Chinese Whisper. As much as he won last start and did a good job, can you trust him? And certainly at the price, I I would look away. So I'm in the corner of Sleepy with no great confidence here. Eight, one, let us trot, seven, uh, Chinese Whisper. And uh, our good old mate anywhere, Hugo, continues to perform really well. So eight, one, seven and three, Um, but in a race that I'm not sure I've figured out correctly just yet.
1: Well, anywhere Hugo's fourteen dollars and three dollars ten from gate three, right? Bullion mm-hmm. Harry is seven dollars fifty from gate five. Well, when when anywhere Hugo he beat Bullion Harry, Lettuce Trot, and Well Defined, uh, only about what five or six runs back, whenever that was, and he's longer odds than Lettuce Trot and and Bullion Harry. He he beat Nephew of Sonoko. Uh, when he ran fourth, Nifio Noko ran fifth. So he's longer odds than him, and he's off the second row. He beat Bullion Harry twice since he won on that first time I'm referencing. So he's got three victories up over Bullion Harry in recent months, and he's double the odds. Uh, yeah, can't work that one out. He's racing absolutely sensational. I think uh, he'll go forward. He'll get a spot in the running line somewhere He's uh, stag- staggering value. I just uh, you just can't go back through his form and Bullion Harry's form and see how he's longer odds than bullion, Harry. It's just uh, very intriguing uh, to me. that I just can't get over it. Let's get to <laughs> 11.30 news. Uh, we'll come back the other side. We'll wrap up races 8 and 9. We've got Dan's Multi, which got up last week. Uh, we'll have some best bets for Melton as well tonight, and uh, our best for Saturday night as well. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.